We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Jay Gruden. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. You know you're the vocal twin for your brother. People are saying you sound exactly like your brother. I'd just like to thank Mark Davis. I'd like to thank Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, obviously. You guys ever, like, pulled a prank on each other? Got on the phone? You represented no, John. No, I don't think we found that much. I, I think if you got John on the radio right now, you could tell the difference. He's a little more surly than I am. I'm more positive. <laughs> You're the positive guy. <laughs> I still think doing things the old-fashioned way is a good way. Thanks for having me on, fellas. All right, thank you. That's uh, Jay Gruden, former head coach in Washington. There's one thing we have to cover before we get into the other stuff. Do you think this is from you, Danny? Oh, so, so what, you, what did I do? Now, what, what, what did I do wrong? You're, you're the vocal twin of your brother, John, people are saying in the text line. You guys ever try to pull <laughs> pranks on each other? Let's freeze it right about now. Go ahead and roll it. You guys ever, like, pulled a prank on each other? Got on the phone? You represent no, John. He no, I don't think. No, 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 you know, no. Danny, how would that sound? So if, I, if I'm <laughs> yeah. Jay and I'm calling you John, am I saying. Hey, John, it's, it's you, John. No, no, oh, I, what's I, going on? Well, man, I'm John. on the phone, man. Hey, like, man, hey, I'm, hey, I'm on the phone, too, mom. with you. John, <laughs> <laughs> pull a prank on each other. You guys ever, like, pulled a prank on each other? Got on the phone? You represent no. John. As each other is what I meant. Hey, me, it's you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I'm going to call my wife. I, I sound exactly like you. I could call your wife. I know, and she I know would what think you meant. You said on each other. I meant to as each other. I meant to as each other. One simple word. Damn. everything. Damn. <laughs> All right. Okay, you get it, right? No, you're right. Like, when that happens, we have to bring it up. You're right. It's good radio. You're right. And now we'll forget it and never bring it up again for sure. You guys ever, like, pulled a prank on each other? Hey, good morning. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. You guys are always welcome. You got it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, good, clean fun. One, one, two, three. Here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. So I'm so used to it by now that I said during the show yesterday, well, well, that'll be Tanny's open. He'll imagine a conversation between Jay and John Gruden with me sounding like an idiot. And then I just forgot about it. I just forgot that it was going to happen. And then that open hits in the first word. I'm like, oh, damn. Here comes 75 seconds of me being stupid. Well produced, though. Oh, I mean, always. I mean, well always. produced. Good timing. <laughs> yeah. I chuckled even though I was a part of it. Yeah, it was. That's how you know it's good. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Got to laugh at yourself. You well, have great foresight. You saw it as, I, you know, 
super executive producer, like, guys, this will make a great open. And then look oh, at it. I don't need I don't need to tell him what it's going to be. I just knew that by far that was the easiest material to make me look the dumbest, which is what probably makes for the best open. My in in my experience of uh, being the butt of people. Mr. Danny, please edit that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly right. Uh, so Gabe Ramirez is in for Speaks again today, which is very exciting. And uh, we will have David Haw in studio. We will have John Morosi on the show. We are going to talk about the Chicago rat at some point on the program today. What? We're not? Well, not just the rat. The rat hole. We're talking about the hole. The rat hole. Yeah, we're talking about the hole. We're going to talk about the rat hole right. at some point today. Okay. Yeah. The rat that made the hole. Long gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hence that, the hole. That's part of it's part of the charm of the story, though, is how long that rat has been gone. So we'll talk about that at some point today as well. Uh since that open started playing though, old friend Vic Fangio mutually parting ways with the Miami Dolphins. He's available. Another guy that the Bears will not be able to hire. Fangio uh, Plasty. Mob. Uh because obviously Vic Fangio way too good. Uh, for this job opening with Matt Eberflus attached to it, he is expected to go to Philadelphia, apparently. He's out in Miami and and going to Philly. So uh, people will try to link him to the Bears, I'm sure, but there's no chance he would come here to work under Matt Eberflus when he thinks that he could probably be a head coach again, but he's going to just go be a defensive coordinator for one of the best teams in the NFC that underperformed this year. But when you look at the teams that are left in the playoffs – Gabe yes do you see because the Bears keep citing the Lions you know they were a team that started one and five uh then finished strong and now uh, they're in the NFC championship game a year later won the division the favorites all that the Bears Matt Eberflus cited it Jalen Johnson cited it multiple players talked about the Lions at different points throughout this year which of the final four teams that are playing on championship Sunday do you feel like the Bears have the best chance to be? Or they're building themselves in the the image of? I would say, I mean, I think I would probably lean more towards the Ravens than I would the Lions. If you're thinking about, you know, feeling good about Justin Fields, hearing Iberflus defend him in certain interviews with offensive coordinators, the defense is trending in that direction, trying to be an elite unit in the NFL. Their wide receiver room isn't something that's going to blow you away, uh, but they do have guys that can make plays. A Flower's been a great addition. Uh, Mark Andrews, even though he was hurt, kind of marrying a Cole Komet. So, I mean, I think to me, where they're at right now and who they would who they would like to be, I think it'd be the Baltimore Ravens. I think when you're looking at the Lions and Jared Goff, it's just a more efficient offense, a little bit more firepower, not only from wide receivers, but also the running backs. Jared Goff seems to be a tick above you know, Justin or where he would be. And then the defense, I feel like it's mediocre, where I feel like the Bears want to be a cut above uh, where the Lions are currently at. So, uh, yeah, I would say the Ravens. What about you, Danny? So, I think if they kept fields, it would be the Ravens. Right. I think if they kept fields, it would be the Ravens uh, because the dual threat nature of the quarterback, obviously, and the – they win with an unconventional passing game. It it's a it's good. Like you mentioned, they they hired Todd Munkin, replaced uh, him with uh, Greg Roman with him. Used a first round pick on Zay Flowers. They're trying to modernize and uh, make their passing game more efficient, and succeeded in in a lot of ways. But it's a 
good running game, great defense, um, obviously outdoors, cold weather, all of that, which, you know, uh, is not going anywhere with whoever the personnel is, <laughs> and a pretty complete team. Not an offensive guru of a coach, you know. So I think I think that that if they kept Fields, that's the answer. I don't think they're particularly close to being the Lions offensively. Like the Lions' offensive line is just—it's excellent, right? Taylor Decker's excellent. Frank Ragnow's excellent. Vitae's excellent. Panay Sewell's—you know what I mean? They've got four elite offensive linemen. The Bears are not close to that. Um, they've spent huge money on running back. They gave David Montgomery $6 million a year, and they used the 12th overall pick on a running back, whereas Ryan Poles actively chose not to give David <laughs> Montgomery th- th- that kind of money, you know? And then with Amon Ross St. Brown, Reynolds, Jamison Williams, Laporta, and a number one pick at quarterback, albeit not their number one pick, but still a number one pick at quarterback. I just, that's a top five offense that I don't think the Bears are that close to being. Um, and I agree with you, their defense is much better than Detroit. So I'd, I'd, it's, it's weird. This is like a weird thing to say because the Chiefs are the best team and the best organization with a first ballot Hall of Famer, greatest of all time quarterback. It feels like if they drafted Caleb Williams and Ryan Poles came from Kansas City and this Chiefs defense was, I think they finished second in DVOA, second or third in DVOA this year, it's almost like they would be that. One real pass-catching option, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, a quarterback who you hope can be Superman, an offensive line that is young, and good, but maybe not considered great, and then an awesome defense. It's making me smile. It, it just it, <laughs> it obviously I am not at all saying like I don't want to get aggregated. I don't even want Cody to clip this and put it another way. I'm not at all saying that the Bears are the Chiefs or the Bears are close to being the Chiefs. Cody, I just don't said, clip he's it. He's not saying to do that, Cody. Don't you dare clip it. it I just my mentions and are send it to me only for future use. <laughs> my mentions are just a, enough of a dumpster fire already. Like I just I don't need that in my life. I'm not the, saying they're close to it. I think but, the clip was if the Bears get Caleb Williams, they will be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's the one they're really looking yeah. for. The, yeah. And if they don't, Tyson Bajan <laughs> is basically Pat Mahomes anyway. <laughs> How about the Tribune publishing that mailbag with the headline question of could Tyson Bajan be the quarterback of the oh, future geez. of the Bears? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say no. It's a step for Brad Biggs, man. I didn't know he went that far. I'm, I'm going to say no. I do think there's a lot Caleb Williams can learn from him, as I said on the show. Yeah, you, 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 he sits that first year behind Tyson hey. Bajan. You famously said that. Uh, so, yeah, that was a surprising one. But I, I just – I think – Polls coming from Kansas City, the fact that if you take take Caleb at one, obviously you will not be – there will be holes on next year's team. You're not trading for three future first-round picks and all of that. Like, I just it, – it, he has said, remember where I came from in terms of referencing uh, allocation of resources. He – he traded a premium pick for Chase Claypool. It didn't work. He traded a premium pick for DJ Moore. It did work. That mirrors Kansas City 
massive investment in skill position guys. Montez Sweat, throw him in there as well. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like trying to support an offense, like offensively. Uh, like yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like in Kansas City, all right, Tyreek Hill had uh, a horrible scandal in college that made him fall in the draft. They took him anyway. Uh, they t- they used a first round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know what I mean? When they had more problems on defense than they did offense, but it was just like we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying. We're going to keep, we're going to keep throwing resources on offense. Some of them work. Some of them. Uh, they drafted Sky Moore in the second round. Like they they've used premium picks on offense when they've had a great offense. Some have worked. Some have not. But they keep shooting their shot on offense because that's they want to support Mahomes and that's how they want to win. So. I don't know. I look at these four teams and I think they're actually going to try to build in the mold of Kansas city more than the other, even though they're the team they're citing the lions because they're in the division and they're hoping that they can have kind of like a worst to first turnaround like them. Yeah. I think the bears most they, like they want to be, or would love to be a Kansas City plus, right? Because if they are getting a Caleb Williams, but they feel like their defense is good, they feel as though maybe Ryan Poles is saying, well, I can build a better offense here, and then I'm no longer just dependent on quarterback play to get me to the promised line. I feel like I have a good enough team that could support him to we, where the Bears are really at, at the upper echelon of the NFL. I mean, I could see it. I mean, it, it'd be nice. Hell yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Gabe. Well, because yeah, it'd be nice. I want to be greedy, and I do want a guy that's throwing four. I want I want the guy to come in first year and break all the records. To but easily yeah. though, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do. What are you talking guys talking about? I throw for four thousand yards. I get touchdowns. I I keep us in games, and I score in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Like I, to me, like when I hear Bears fans championing for something from someone that they've yet to see that from, it that's when it becomes bothersome because I'm like, why are you afraid of what's on the other side of that? Why are you afraid of thinking that Ryan Poles might want a quarterback that is capable of that instead of, like you said, Danny, throwing resources at something but might, but but not necessarily getting the productivity on the other side of it? And I think that's what I'm concerned about. I'm sure Ryan Poles is concerned about that. And if you're telling me that, you know, the Bears are going to be closer to the Kansas City Chiefs than any of those teams that are there, I mean, I'm here for it. Because if you look at the Ravens, a Lamar Jackson injury away from being out of the playoffs, right, or are being relevant. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you're dependent upon him, but if the Bears yeah, can be the – if the Bears can be a, a marriage of the two, right, because that's what we're saying, or I'm saying at least, that you have a, a, a defense that is sim- more similar to the Ravens than the Chiefs, so then you can withstand all that. So you're still just a good team that can keep going. You can be the Philadelphia Eagles and plug in another quarterback that can then take you there regardless of the situation. I mean, I – Listen, if if the Chiefs lost Mahomes, if the Ravens lost Lamar, they they'd be they both would be in huge trouble, obviously. Like any team time you lose a game changer of a quarterback, I just think it seems like that's what's happening. And I gotta I gotta I got I've had this just since the Shane Waldron hire, people keep trying to say, like, what does this mean about Fields? What does this mean about Caleb? What does this mean about the direction of the quarterback? And I don't think it really necessarily means anything. I do have a little bit of a theory on what it might mean with the ninth overall pick. I'm going to run this by you. And you tell me if you think I'm absolutely insane. We'll do it. We'll fully flush this out on a future polls position. But I get, I've got an idea of what I think it might mean about the person that they would be looking to pair with 
their version of a Mahomes-esque type of prospect. We'll talk about that next. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Danny, love to you, love to speak. I give love to Shane, and same thing goes for Danny. Afternoons on the score. Nine, 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 nine. All right, so been thinking about Shane Waldron, been reading about Shane Waldron, been watching these film, you know, guru breakdowns on Shane Waldron, and he's not going to have the influence to say we're picking Caleb Williams. That's Ryan Poles' decision. That you know, that, that that's a decision that is made over his head. He just got here. He doesn't have enough clout yet. Right? Yeah. And in C- and it's not going to be exactly what happened in Seattle because it'll be different personnel here and the whole point is that you you know you bend the mission to the troops, right? So you got to hopefully this guy is going to be able to uh take the Bears personnel and maximize it and not just do exactly what he did there. But in Seattle, they ran 13 personnel a lot. On first down, second most in the NFL. 13 personnel for anyone that doesn't know. One running back, one receiver, three tight ends. Now, part of this is because of Seattle's issues. They, they had offensive line injuries, and they had expensive tight ends. Noah Fant and Will Disley were expensive tight ends. I think they're both top 12 in the NFL in terms of salary at that position. So they had spent a lot of money on tight end resources. You want to get them onto the field. You've got offensive linemen injuries. You want to use some uh, tight ends to keep them on the field to help with uh, protection and all of that stuff. But I wonder if a tight end is a quarterback's best friend and you've got an offensive coordinator who likes to put multiple tight ends onto the field because it disguises whether or not you're going to pass the ball or run the ball. And you already have Cole Komet, who is good at both. He was a top 10 tight end in the NFL this year, but he's not special athletically. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a yards-after-the-catch freak of nature, run-up-the-seam, stretch-the-defense-in-the-middle-of-the-field tight end. What about Brock Bowers? What if the plan isn't Roma Dunze, which is what everybody is mocking to the Bears? And by the way, I'd be thrilled with that. If it's another skill position player, I will be thrilled with it. And we're going to explore all of this stuff. But what if it is the crazy freak of nature huge, fast, size-speed combination, athletic, tight end, Brock Bowers to pair to try to do the Mahomes-Kelsey, Caleb Williams-Brock Bowers. What if that's the plan? And and, and Shane Waldron does a lot of things that would have Komet and Bowers on the field with DJ Moore at the same time. I love the concept because then it would mean that the Bears would be leaning on the run a little bit more, which is a, which. If you are going to have Justin Fields, I feel like you know that needs to be a huge component. I don't think he's going to make it past five. I think the you Chargers. Don't? No, I think the Chargers will pick up somebody like that where they would say the same thing. Like, hey, I got a couple wide receivers. Maybe Quentin Johnston came on. At, you know, in the last couple of weeks of the season, if I can get him a bona fide tight end. You know, like you said, throwing weapons at the offense in order to make make it succeed. But to, to talk about the point. I mean, I got to be honest. I, I would rather have a wide receiver there just because I would want, you know, some 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 more weapons. And I, and I know Clay Bowers, Har- Bowers is a weapon, dude. Clay Harbor, Clay Harbor talks about how good Cole Komet is at blocking. And, you know, Clay Harbor, obviously, nine-year NFL vet, play tight end, talks about him a lot and how talented he is. But I would like Cole Komet to get out a little bit more, maybe, you know, have a couple more receptions in there and maybe have someone else 
worry about that. Where like you like a younger, better Mercedes Lewis, where you bring him into block and that's what your plan is. And then, you know, Roma Dunze, you know, I talked to a CBS draft expert who said that, you know, he's he's like a, a Jamar Chase. Or excuse me. Yeah, he he is uh, well if he's Jamar Chase, then I want him. And that's what he said. <laughs> if he's Jamar Chase, then I want him. That's what he said. And I was like, okay, I like hearing that. I like yeah. that like he said the only thing that uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has that Roma Dunze doesn't is a name. And he's like, so if you can get him at, at nine, that's who you want. And I was like, and, I, and I, obviously we all watch a lot of tape on, tape on big Michael Penix Jr. fans, so I, I have seen him. I just didn't know if it was me being blinded by my, by my love for Michael Penix. No, listen, I mean, his, his deep ball, like tracking the ball highlights are pretty special. His speed and size is pretty special. And I'm all for it. Like I, I, th- this is not me. I'm not taking a definitive stance yeah. on that, and we don't know who is going to be there. It's me. It's I. I am taking a definitive stance on Caleb at one, barring some sort of crazy character issue that comes up in the next few months. I'm taking a stance on Caleb at one. We don't know who will be there at nine, but I'm just trying to talk it through on if if Shane Waldron maybe tips the scales, and if if trying to build a thing like Kansas City where polls came from tips the skills because also and now I'm a little all over the place but I think you'll follow the logic when the Lions took Jameer Gibbs at 12 the the thought from a lot of us was a running back at 12 that's ridiculous and in general I mostly agree with that but then if he ends up being a 60 or 70 catch guy, he's not really a running back. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is incredible in, at Alabama. I mean, just because Bijan Robinson was there, a lot of people didn't talk about him as highly. Yeah. Right? And so they knew he was a, as a, as a skilled position player. You know what it is, Danny? I, I feel like one thing I lacked this year from the Bears was that catch the ball and run an extra 30 yards into the end zone. Right? Like in stride, those power plays. Speed. Speed and so yeah, I mean I I love the the idea of a Brock Bowers being able to contribute that, but I just want that like undoubtable like just the ability to go over the top like the Christian Watson played two years ago where Aaron Rodgers you know hit him over the top and it could have had him in stride going into the end zone like more plays like that and I feel like adding another weapon in the form of a wide receiver will give me that oh, selfish okay but so here's the thing uh, Brock Bowers has the injury so how he tests and all of that is going to be key but people say that he will run a mid four fours. I love that. 40. Okay, I didn't know that. I love that. Dude, watch some film on Brock Bowers. He runs away from corners, and he's the size of a mountain. <laughs> he is a freak of nature, man. Like, So why I brought up Gibbs was, like, Gibbs is not just a running back. He's a receiver who happens to be a running back. Bowers is listed as a tight end, but he runs as fast as receivers. You know, like, so th- that's why I I think it's possible because of the of the size-speed combination. Like, he is, he is 6'4", 240, and is expected to run a sub-4'5", 40-yard dash. That is a big boy. Man, you know what I mean? Like that, that and had productive years at Georgia. It's not like he was playing for some smaller school. No, but, but, but 6'4", 240, you're talking about that's I – mean, what did, what did DK Metcalf run the 40 in? <laughs> right, that's like DK Metcalf. You know what I mean? Right. Like, honestly, like, what did DK Metcalf run the 40 in? <laughs> that's great. What did, what, did, uh, what did Julio Jones run the 40 in? 
Like that that's what you're talking about. If you're talking about a guy who can run a four four at six four two forty. Four three nine. Four three nine for DK. Okay, so that's no for, for Julio Jones. For Julio Jones. Okay. Well, you still have all those old notes you took, huh? That we took, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Good wow. good Googling there. But I mean that that's what Bowers potentially if he actually clocks a sub four five four three three for DK. Oof, okay, that's okay, that's a different six four two thirty five four. But they let him run a thirty five. Oh, okay. Well that's cheating. I, okay, yeah, so, wait, so that's what? different. That that that's uh, that's a little. No, I'm not saying the 35. I know that's a joke, but four three three. That's that. But I'm just saying it's it's in that ballpark of, of the athlete you're getting, of right. the athlete that you're getting for the size speed combination, and he blocks. You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a it's a unique thing. It's not Cole Komet. It's it is the you would think about. Oh wow, could this, could this guy be a a, a difference-making run blocker. Kittle. Who, yeah, there you go. Who who also could get you 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns and kills you in the red Breakaway zone. Breakaway speed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Kittle. Hands, yeah, Kittle. there you go. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. And so that that to me is I'm like, oh, man, he likes to run 13 personnel? Okay. Maybe, maybe it's Bowers. Maybe Bowers is the guy. So we're going to have David Haw in here, Vegas Haw, in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Want to talk uh, ridiculous proclamations from local athletes and try to stop the panic of one fan base. Gabe Ramirez is in for Spiegel. It's Parking the Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.